Welcome back to another episode of Rambling for Ren. This is another episode that is uh, straight out of my brain, unwritten, unscripted, just, just going to go for it. And it's kind of a multiple stage um, story, I guess we'll call it. Um, and it is why I don't paddle with Julian and Mary Michelle. So I think it the first time we all went paddling together, um, while there had been many, I, I say many, but like, you know, we, we were in the same year bunch of interns. Uh, so we, we've definitely paddled a bunch together, but this, the story doesn't really start to get any substance until um, I think it was the fall of 2017 or 2018, I can't remember, um, where Boundless offered to pay uh, for a Des Moines trip for anyone who's willing to go do the Des Moines on their own. Um, like not on their own, but like do their, their own, uh, staff training during the break between the end of session one and the beginning of session two. And so me being the, the keener new staff that I was, I wasn't new, but newer staff that I was, I was ready to, uh, to, to prove my worth and, and keep learning and getting better at paddling. And I also thought it was just a fun trip to be able to go and paddle the Des Moines with just staff. Like, I thought that would be a great time. And so uh, the only other people that signed up for the trip were Kevin, Mary, and Julian. And so I thought, hey, this is going to be a great, great trip. That'll be so much fun. Um, and to be fair, it was a really good trip. I did have a lot of fun. But, and, and, you know, but uh, this was, this is October. This is um smack dab in the middle of of fall and in the fall the, the leaves fall off of the trees Su surprise surprise and that means that the wind doesn't really have nearly as much to push through to have an effect on things on the ground and on the water and so this this the, the whole thing starts back in uh, just pr uh, probably like the fourth week of session one, something like that, where Balance has like put out this offer and we've said that we're interested. And so we are responsible for planning the whole trip. Like we can ask Craig for whatever food we want that he's willing to give us. Uh, we had to do our own itineraries, um, all that fun stuff, which, you know, is great, good training. And then we also had to um, plan our route and our timing and stuff. Obviously the route isn't gonna change that much, but we had to like pick our campsites uh, and the timing and whatnot. And the plan was we would leave from Boundless on the first day of our time off and drive straight to the Des Moines, get, and then we were doing the full Des Moines, right? Like right from um, Little Italy all the way down and out. And so the plan was we would get to Bridge Rapids, which is the first one, put in and then we'd paddle uh, down to the site that we would stay on, on I think usually day two. Um, was the plan and then we would paddle to the site for day four and then we would paddle out naively oh so naively the first day of our time off we hadn't realized was also the day that we were going to do the debrief for the first session so that meant that we all we, we showed up with our barrels packed ready to go trucks loaded everything on whatever the date was sometime late October and then everyone showed up for the debrief and usually when Boundless goes to the Des Moines, we leave 
bright and early. You know this. Bright and squirrely. <clears throat> and <laughs> we did not do that because we spent the first half of the day in debrief. <laughs> so that meant that the six hours of driving plus that we usually do with students to get to the Des Moines and we arrive at the Bridge Rapids at noonish or, or even later, like one or two, we started that drive at one or two. And only in that moment did we realize how fucked up we did or how we fucked <laughs> That's the fitting. How badly we had fucked up. And so we get in the cars and we start driving to Bridge Rapids from Boundless. So we obviously have to go to um, Swisha to pick up the driver. So by the time we get to Swisha, it's like mm, probably four o'clock. And then we have to drive into Bridge Rapids. By the time we get to the, the, t the put-in, it's dark. It's already dark. And we had planned to do a day and a half of paddling that day, which was not going to happen. So we had to start this paddling trip late, in, late at night on the rapid that we had a pretty good idea of um, and get to site in the dark, which we also had a pretty good idea where the site was. Um, but part of this training challenge was we had to do the whole thing solo, which I'm sure you know, um, which meant that we could not paddle together down these rapids. And so the four of us were like, well, that's, that's ridiculous, but it's the challenge, so we're gonna do it. <laughs> so so we, we filled up our boats, strapped on our headlamps, and did a time release of about a minute or at max like we we did it solo but we were like pretty damn close because it is we were, we were smart about it it was late at night um and we didn't want to get lost or have someone dump and so i i took the head like the lead um and then i think mary was second julian was third and kevin was bringing up the um the rear um which is a terrifying position to be in to be the last boat down a solo at night in the middle of nowhere because if you if you dump you disappear basically and so we agreed that we would wait for each person at the bottom of the first rapid um so we could recollect and then paddle to the site um naive little jay um had paddled these these rapids that summer um and not that fall but had, had done it that summer so I, like i like i knew the rapids and i thought that there was so we, i finished the rapids but i thought there was another section of them and so I kept paddling forwards because I thought that I would come to the, the top of another one. Um, and I obviously never did. I just kind of like went through some swifts. Um, and maybe there was more rapids at a different time at different water levels, but I don't think there was. I think I just misremembered the rapid. And so I kind of like paddled ahead further. Ke uh, Julian, Mary, and Kevin met up at the bottom and they like start to panic because I'm not there. And they're like, oh my God we already lost Jay and it's day, night one. So they all like start yelling out and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm over here. It's all good. And they're like, what the fuck Jay? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I thought it was, thought that that was the, that wasn't the end. Uh, and so that was the, the beginning of the treacherous journey down the Des Moines. <clears throat> so we made it to camp, uh, set up tents, set up, I set up my hammock and we had a, a nice fire. We, <clears throat> we also, um, we brought some, some wine, um, some cigars, uh, and we, we had a pretty, pretty bougie camp. It was a really, really nice, nice night. Um, actually also on the drive up, it was a really, really nice drive into the forest because it was, it was a cramped truck because there was, um, we were taking the Dodge. So it had 
exactly five seats. And so that meant that um, the driver that we picked up uh, obviously took the driver's seat and he drove, drove us in. Um, and that meant that there's going to be three of us on the bench. And I was like, I'm not doing that. And so I, <laughs> I sat in the back of the Dodge. I sat on some rope bags and I smoked a joint while driving down the Des Moines River Road, which was honestly a really fun, fun way to go down that road. Uh, and actually on that drive, there was a moose that ran in front of the truck. And we kind of like chased this moose for probably a good like kilometer. Um, I actually have a video of that. If you want to see it, let me know. Um, so we got to like chase a moose for a little while and it was like a bit of a bumpy road, but I was uh, sitting on top of these rope bags. So it was pretty, pretty cushy. So it was a really nice drive. Um, but we were, we were pretty pooped by the time we got to site. So we like made, made our dinner, had some wine, went to bed. Great. Next day we wake up. It was a fucking slog fest. It was so, so windy. And I'm sure you've heard about me, me be complaining about this. Like, I was being blown upstream on, while going down a rapid. I can't remember how many times I've said that or bragged about that. Um, but it, it was not an exaggeration. So we... Um, luckily, we decided that uh, because we still had to do the time release... Um, it meant that I I was lucky enough because I was going first that I, I left camp. Like I had a really quick breakfast, packed up my boat and got, got going. Um, I took some some stuff that was starting to be packed up, but I, I got moving. But Kevin wasn't leaving for another hour and a half. Um, so he, he kind of got the job to like take down the kitchen and, and that stuff. And so I was I was moving at probably like 7.30. So I also, I also lucked out in that um, I got to start moving before the winds really picked up. So I, um, got in my boat, started, started paddling and, and right out of little Italy, it's a small lake. And then you're right into rapids on rapids on rapids on rapids. And so each of us had our own, um, task, our own mission, known Jedi mission for that, that trip. Mine was to memorize the order of the rapids. Um, so I could describe it to, um, to stranger, uh, so that, I knew, she knew that I at least knew the order of the river, um, which was great. It was a really fun way to do it. And the way that I kind of like um, helped myself learn it was I had my map and I had my phone in its life-proof brick case that you hate. <laughs> and I, I would take a picture of my finger on the map of the rapid and then I'd take a couple pictures of the head of the, of the rapid so that I'd kind of recognize it if I flicked back through the pictures. In hindsight now, it all looks the exact same because it's just a gray forest taking a picture of the top of a rapid. And as you know, when you're looking at the top of a rapid, you can't see the rapid because it's below the, the, the horizon. So I just have a bunch of pictures of calm water in a forest that are totally out of context. But because I paid so much careful attention to the map, I, I, I did learn a good, I, I, like I don't have all the rapids memorized in my head, but I have a, a pretty good like visualization of the river. So my, I, I got on the, on the river, Nice and flat, calm water, no wind. Had lots of, of um, rapids under my belt pretty early in the day. Um, there was a couple of pullovers, um, a portage or two, and then um, yeah. So I was I was putting down some good kilometers pretty quick. Um, we were all in our dry suits because it was frigid, um, and yeah, I, I got some good mileage down. It was great. At one point, I finished a rapid and um, I got to a portage where we usually camp on the first, the second night. It's that, that big portage on river right uh, that's 
got the one section that's like a steep muddy section that we always tell kids to take their their uh um the boats off their heads so they can walk down i think it's little steel um i think that's the rapid uh and that's little steel campsite um that's just across the river once you finish the rapid wait once you finish the portage sometimes we like paddle the last section of the river because it's not so bad and the consequence is pretty low because it goes into a nice pool that's like literally right at the campsite but anyways um just as i was coming to that portage i saw mary catching up to me um and so i was like oh i better better start packing in the the paddle strokes so i could make sure i kept my distance and kept soloing now that being said she i saw her rounding the corner finishing the rapid above coming to the takeout just as i was um doing my second run of the portage so i was putting the, the boat on my shoulders and i was just about to to finish my portage. So she, she still was pretty far behind me, but that was the only time I saw anyone else. So I kept paddling and we, we had decided on our rendezvous point. Um, we didn't decide exactly on a time, but we said like at this spot, everyone will wait and then we'll, we'll go to our, our site. And the site we were going to was, um, I can't, can't remember the name of it right now, but it was the one that has the, the two porta potties and the shelter. Um, and like the Dr. Seuss looking tree and it's at the bottom. I think it's at the bottom of Zed Rapids. I think it's called Zed Rapids. Um, anyway, so yeah, we, we were going to run to be there. The nature of the, the, the chunk of the day that we had decided to do though, was, um, lots of rapids, lots of flats, one rapid campsite. And the reason why we decided to meet up at the end of that lots of flats and then rapid was because we, the, 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 the challenge was to do the rapid solo, not to do um, the flat solo. So they didn't really care if we were together on the flats, but they wanted us to to feel the weight of picking good lines and not dumping, which I loved. I absolutely loved that. Um, and so we didn't want to see each other do Zed Rapids together, which was the stupidest thing about this. So it, we had a huge chunk of, of, of rapids, which we could have met up at the end of, paddle the flats together and then just not watch the other people go down the, the rapids. But no, <laughs> we didn't think about this much like we didn't really think about our, our timing on the first day. And so it meant that every, we were all paddling these huge flats in pretty empty boats in really, really, really high winds. And this is when I was talking about being blown back up um, rapids. And so there was, yeah, a couple times where I was taking strokes, hard, heavy forward strokes in rapids, trying to move downstream and getting nowhere. There were a couple of times where I had to get out and walk my boat. Um, not Granted, those were times where the river channel was pretty narrow and there was like tall trees and cliffs on either side. So the wind was funneled into this like jet in, in those spots. But even on the flats, especially in the flats, you were battered against the shore. Like you, you could take paddle strokes, but it wasn't much better than walking or so I thought. And so I, I walked a couple times, but I realized that it, it wasn't any faster or any slower. So I decided to use the boat. There was one time where I slipped in my, it, I was wearing my, my dry suits. It was brand spanking new. So it must've been 2018, um, brand new. And I, I landed on a tree that had a branch sticking straight up. And I sat straight on this stick and I was like, oh my God, I just ruined my dry suit. Thankfully I didn't. Um, but these flats were treacherous, open winds, strong, strong, continuous gusting. And you were, you were lucky if you had momentum to keep your boat going straight. You just had to keep 
stroke and stroke and stroke and stroke and stroke. And in, in my determination, hatred, anger-fueled paddling, I, I slowly trudged along, picking lines behind little pockets of trees and islands that came, out, came across as I did. And I, I, I paddled my way all the way to the rendezvous point, made it down. Great, made it safe. And so I sat on the rocks at the bottom of the rapid waiting for, for Mary, Julian, and Kevin to come. And I waited half an hour as I expected about the distance to be. Nothing. I was like, okay, that's fair. Maybe I put in a little more um, paddle strokes on the, on the flats than others might have. Or maybe, maybe I, I was luckier than I thought with the morning, morning calmness that made me more time. But I, I kind of thought that doesn't make sense because that was... That was after I saw Mary at the portage, so so she must be coming soon. And then I waited a little bit longer. Nothing. So it'd been about an hour. I was like, well, that's that's a while, but I'll, it, it's a lot of work to go back upstream, up a rapid, and start paddling backwards. Um, so I'll wait a little bit longer. So I waited about an hour and a half. Still nothing. And I was I was like, okay, this is starting to be a little concerning. Um, Either I should go and set up a camp or start looking for them. I said, I'll wait another half an hour. And if, if nothing, after that half an hour, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start paddling back towards them. I'll, I'll, I'll portage up this, this rapid. It was a pretty short rapid, but it's still not, you don't really want to portage up if you don't have to. Um, I'll, I'll wait the half an hour and see if, if they come. With like two minutes to spare, I'll... Oh no, with two minutes to spare, Mary and Julian come around the corner and they look absolutely disheveled, just like, like totally heartbroken, gasped beyond belief, dead tired. And, and so they, they pull up their boat on shore and they, they start recounting me of their version of, of the fucking wind. <laughs> and um, eventually then Kevin, about probably five minutes after them, comes comes down the rapids and we all just collapse on the rocks now i had been collapsed on the rocks for two hours at this point so i was ready to go downright bored and, and <laughs> these other three are just just deflated balloons lying on the, on the rock absolutely done fucking cursing their, their their decision to come on this this des moines trip and that night um eventually they we, they picked themselves up and we we got to cut the site uh but that night i distinctly remember kevin went and stole uh prepared firewood from a local cabin because he was like i'm not fucking collecting firewood after that shit <laughs> you're so angry <laughs> and then um so yeah then we had a, a nice little campfire and and we packed up packed up our or sorry we unpacked our stuff set up set up camp had a nice dinner Went to sleep. Great. That was that day. The next day we were like, that was dumb. We shouldn't have stayed. We shouldn't have separated. We should have stayed together for like separated for the rapids, stayed together for the flats and then just done a time release of that one rapid. That would have been a smart thing to do. So that's what we did this, this, this day. We decided we would stick together because it was from, from there, we were just above Grand Chute. And so we decided it made, made way more sense to, to paddle together. And then, um, some, for some reason, Kevin was like, adamant that we might be able to flag down a, a local with a pickup truck to portage our stuff around so we didn't have to do uh, the portage but I was like Kevin the chances of us coming across somebody at the same time that we're there that's willing to do that is 
ridiculous, but I was like, whatever, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll go along with this for you for now to keep our spirits high. <laughs> like, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> and so we we paddled down the, the flats and we, we got to uh, Grand Chute. Uh, just as we were coming up to the, the waterfall, we actually saw that there was um, uh, what looked like a motorboat without a motor, like a rowboat kind of thing that was stuck on the rocks just above the waterfall. And we decided, and so we were like, oh, that's interesting, whatever. And we, just as we were paddling up, we saw a pickup truck drive across the bridge. And I was like, there is no fucking way that we got that lucky that there's some local that's willing to just, no way. And so we, we paddled up, put our boats on shore, and Julian kind of ran up because he was obviously the best French speaker of all of us, by far and away. <laughs> and so he, he jogged up and, and talked to the guy. And he actually ended up being one of the members of the local um, Des Moines club. And so he was like, had a vested interest in the area. And he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll portage your boats and your stuff around, or I'll carry your stuff around the portage and you'll skip one of the sets of rapids and I'll put you into Lack Robinson if you guys take that boat out of the water. And we looked out at this, this dinghy that was clung to rocks above a waterfall and we were like, what? And then we thought that for about probably 10 seconds. And then we were like, actually, that's really badass. Let's do it. <laughs> so, so with uh, Kevin on shore with Mary, uh, Julian and I, I, I paddled Julian out to the boat. He tied a rope to the, the bow. He shoved it off. Um, oh, no, I was in. So, so. Julian and I um, got dropped off by, I guess, Kevin. So we're standing on rocks on, on the, where this boat is hung up. We get into the boat. The floor is really sketchy, but it's, it's fine. Um, Julian and I get in the boat uh, with the rope tied off to shore and tied to the bow with Mary and Kevin on holding onto the rope. Julian and I paddled it to shore. Bit of an adventure, but it wasn't actually that, that bad. Um, and we got the boat boat to shore, hopped out of the boat, and um, then we got a ride. They like, loaded up our boats, got a ride down to Lack Robinson. We skipped Walrus Rapids, the ones that are kind of lazy just below the, the bridge, which was kind of sad because I was kind of looking forward to those ones. Those are the first Des Moines Rapids I, rapids I ever did. Uh, but anyways, <clears throat> we got a ride down to Lack Robinson, paddled to... Um, the head, the, like the top of the red pines, and that's where we decided. Okay, so we gotta we gotta split up again here because this is the the section that we have to do solo. We crushed that section, no problem. Uh, did did a time release. We were much closer together because we didn't really need to be separated. As soon as you go down the rapids, as long as we're not directly looking at the person, you're gonna see them in the next little bit, anyways. So we. Did those rapids, went off without a hitch, which is kind of ironic because those are probably the, some of the, the toughest rapids of the, the whole river. But met up at the bottom of Red Pine 5, recollected, it was great. Uh, started paddling down to um, the exam time. Um, again, same, same kind of thing, we just all waited above the rapids and below the rapids, collected everybody. Then we went and had um, a bit of fun at the um, what's it called? Uh, the pullover? The ah, I forget what the name of that thing is. 
um, patent shoot, patent shoot. Um, I don't think I ran at that time. I think the water level was, was really low. Uh, so I didn't get to run that, but whatever, that was fine. I got to run it that summer, which was pretty fun. Actually, I think I do have a video of me running that then. I'm not sure. Anyways, got past patent shoot and then got to Bald Eagle Cliffs, did a really fun float by. Um, I got to smoke. We, we actually, yeah, um, we all smoked the pipe on the, that, um, that float. And actually, I also smoked a pipe on the um, Cobblestone Highway, which is kind of fun. Never thought I'd get to do that, but I got to do it on a staff trip. Um, yeah, and then we, we got to the, the end of all of that, got to the uh, Bowman Falls, which was a, a fun portage because we were all so tired and decided that, fuck it, we were not going to uh, portage our stuff so we just <laughs> we dragged it all up onto shore clipped our pigtails to it and just ran the boats <laughs> to the other side dragging them along behind us fastest portage of that I've ever done uh, got back in our boats and as a team paddled out to the Ottawa and that is not where the story ends because when we got to the Ottawa it had been windy all the whole time we were on the Des Moines but the Ottawa is much much bigger much flatter well yeah, much flatter and far more open. And we were all going to a place we had never taken out of before. I think Kevin had done a takeout there once before, but it was we couldn't go to Driftwood Provincial Park because that was closed for the season because it was late October. And so we had to go to a trailer park, um, kind of like a uh, resort area. And so we had none of us had ever been there. We didn't know what it looked like. We, we kind of had a bit of a bearing, but... Um, for the most part, we were pretty unsure of what it looked like. And it was windy, and it was getting dark. And so we decided that the best course of action was to pair up in canoes and place the canoes on top of each other in kind of like a, a, a T so that we had less drag on the boat, but that meant that we had way more drag on the wind, obviously. So, so I was like, oh, let's use them as sails. <laughs> so, so I picked up the boat and put it sideways on the, so like the, the, I, I, I was in, in the stern and I was, I could see into the boat in front of me that I was holding and Mary was paddling. Uh, I was with Mary and it like didn't make any difference. It was just so windy and so ridiculously choppy that we, we I think we were on the Ottawa for probably upwards of an hour probably close to an hour and a half one of the longest crossings ever and I, I, like eventually we got across i think uh mary and i got across probably five minutes faster than than kevin and julian they were like a little bit behind us but we were close enough we could see them we were you know buddy boating got across bing bang boom great trip load up the canoes and start driving home and we're all dead tired at this point it's it's getting dark and we're just like we have a two-hour drive to get back to Boundless, and then we'll we'll go and sleep, come back the next day, and put all the boats away, and it'll be all great. And while we're driving home, a stranger calls Mary and invites her to go to Kingston. And true to form, Mary, she's down. <laughs> so we dropped Mary off at a gas station, and she got picked up by, by a stranger and Kaz. I don't think he ever met Kaz. She was one of the staff. And Mary went off partying in, in Kingston, or Ottawa, I can't remember. And 
Julian, uh, Julian, Kevin, and I were just dead tired and drove home. And so that is the story of the windiest Des Moines trip I've ever had. So there's, there's two more stories of, of uh, why Mary and Julian and I don't paddle together. Uh, and they'll be, they'll be coming in the next episodes. Um, one of which involves another windy day, practicing for an orca test. And the other one involves paddling at night. And so that one will probably be both in the same episode. I hope you enjoyed this, this storytelling. Uh, I realize that I'm not very good at putting together a beginning, middle, and end in a very fun, fun way and getting the points across. But I hope you enjoyed this story. I love you so much, Ren. And I'll see you in the next one.